Surviving Lockdown. An essential business podcast from Mark Rise Voiceovers. Hello, thanks for listening. In 2008, Alan Chester launched UK Postbox, the UK's premier mail scanning virtual address and parcel solution. They offer addresses and digital mail services so that customers can access their personal and business posts from around the world. With the onset of COVID-19, demand unsurprisingly surged, and Alan had to think fast for his team to carry on working safely and socially distant. Alan joins me now from Dorset. Hi, Alan. Hi, Mark. How are you? Yeah, really well, thanks. Firstly, on a personal level, are you managing to stay positive? Yeah, 100%. I keep very much focused on what I can manage. So I can manage the business, I can manage the staff, and I can manage my home life, my family. And I very much focus on those areas. And I try to obviously listen to the news, but I try not to get too brought down by it um, because there's nothing I can do about you know things that are out of my control. So I very much focus on what I can actually manage myself. Can you tell me a bit about how UK Postbox operated before March this year? Um, well, before March, as you as you said in the intro, our main lines are we digitise mail. Um, we get involved in fulfilment, drop shipping. Uh, we have customers all around the globe, both personal and business. And our client base is very, very varied. You know, it'll be from a, a company in in America that's um, that's trading here in the UK to a doctor down in South Africa to you know many, many different reasons why people use us. And I guess that means that your service allows some companies that haven't been able to go to their own offices to keep going if you're digitizing mail. Yeah, that's been a, a huge spike for us. So the one the one communication that businesses have struggled with is obviously post and where they obviously had to close their offices and people working from home that's been a huge problem so we've been very very fortunate that we've benefited from that as lots of businesses have come to us and asked to us to obviously manage their post online with us it's opened up people's eyes that it's a a service that's now available that lots of other businesses uh, will take on going, going forward because obviously we've got to you know going forward businesses are going to have to allow for potentially something like this happening again and they're going to have to have things in place to ensure they cover that. What changes did you have to put into place to carry on the operation because they were quite substantial weren't they? Yeah obviously our biggest issue was social distancing um, and that's obviously the issue that you know all businesses have. Uh, We're very fortunate that there was a building that just came up onto the market on the same estate as, um, as our main processing centre. So we, uh, we we managed to grab that building very, very quickly. And that enabled us basically to split all our teams into 50-50. So for example, the mail scanning team, half of them will be in one building, half will be in another building. Um, so that gave us the opportunity to distance everybody, but also means if COVID-19 had affected one of the teams, we still got 50% of the team still there. That's quite clever, actually. So you split it between the two. Completely split it between the two and it, it gave us the space to social distance and it also gave us the, the, the coverage, you know, that, as I said, if COVID had hit one half, one of our teams would only hit half the team, not the whole team. Have you had to furlough staff or have you been taking people on? We have had to furlough three members of staff, but that was purely because they're shielding, because they're in the vulnerable list. Sure. We, we, we need as many staff as we can get. We want to take on more staff at the moment, but it's very, very difficult to go through the recruitment process, to be able of to course. go through the training process. Obviously, it's quite rigorous what we have to go through with people. Um, and at the moment, that's very, very challenging as it is at the moment. But um, as soon as we're able to, we will be pushing that more and more. I, I know we've got an advert going out that later this week for, for full-time and part-time. Um, and we're just going to see how that runs, basically just play it by ear. 
you've been quite ill, not with COVID-19, I have to say, but as a boss, that means an awful lot of trust in your team. How's that worked out? Again, I'm very, very fortunate. Um, I've got a, a CIO, Chief Operating Officer, that manages the business from a day-to-day basis. So we had no issues at all in that respect. And also, he's got a great team underneath him. The wheels keep turning. These are difficult times for everyone, but for staff, it's quite difficult. Are you putting in any extra measures for them? Yeah, we. this is an area that we, that's, we've seen um, is, is extra additional stress in staff, especially the younger members of staff. They seem to be struggling to cope with this. They find it very, very difficult. I think it's the whole uncertainty and yeah, we've we've had to give a lot of extra support to 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 staff over that. One particular issue that comes up is that we've got staff that their family members potentially are being furloughed. Um, so they're sitting at home, getting eighty percent of their wages, sitting out in the garden, building up their suntans, having barbecues, drinking cold beers, and our guys are having to come to work and work extremely hard. And some of them have struggled with that quite quite a lot. Um, and that's been a challenge to overcome that. We have been pointing, you know, sort of saying how lucky we are um, and we're in a very privileged position that we're still trading. And when we come out of this, all our staff will still have their jobs. And, you know, some of these people that are furloughed are in an unfortunate position that some of them won't won't be going back to work. I know it's not a nice thing to say, but it's a fact of life. So we're just always trying to stress the fact that we know we're in a very privileged position. So what does your work day look like during these times? Is it still business as usual? Yeah, very much so. It's business as usual. There's obviously some changes, but overall it's it's very much the same. Um, there's obviously some challenges where we've got people in different locations, in different buildings, and we can't just go walking into buildings now and and, and have good discussions and things. Um, so that, that's that's obviously where, where changes happen. But overall, it's very much day-to-day as, as before. Surviving Lockdown. Remember, if you're a business owner and you'd like to be featured on Surviving Lockdown, just email voiceover at markrise.com. So, Alan, what's the worst thing about lockdown for you, business or personal? From a personal point of view, I love travelling, and that's obviously died to death. Um, and just being able to go out for a beer and, you know, just a, a sunny late afternoon, just, just going down to, to grab grab a beer outside. And we have had quite a few sunny afternoons, haven't we? We've had loads of sunny afternoons. I just hope, obviously, it continues. Have you needed to take advantage of any of the government's financial packages at all? Obviously, the, the furlough we have for the three member staff that shielded, we have received a small business tax relief which obviously is useful to to have and just keep in the background. We have taken a a bounce back loan purely just from a point of view, just as a a safety net, because nobody actually knows what what the future holds. And I don't think we'll use it. And I think we'll be giving it back to the government. But we have have taken it just as a safety net. So what does happen after lockdown? I'm asking for your crystal ball here, whenever that is for the business. What happens then? I'm going to turn that one back on you, Mark. What does happen then? (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Nobody's written that book yet, so nobody actually knows. After lockdown for us, it's very much carrying forward um, and driving the business forward and expanding and taking on more staff. Um, So for us, we're in a very privileged position that it's, it's, it's rosy. So unless something dramatic changes, we're very lucky. I know that you keep your eye on the economy and the world economy especially. Are you confident that the economy will pick up to the same level or more by or maybe the end of the year? No, no, I, I, I genuinely can't see that happening. There are too many sectors that have been hit so badly. They are really going to struggle to recover. And yeah, there's some sectors that I just don't know how they will recover. Um, if you take the airlines, you know, they're, they're not going to recover by the end of the year. 
pubs, restaurants, they're not going to be back up at full capacity by the end of the year. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a very, very, very hard time for, for a lot of people. What would be the one thing you'd like most help with from the government or the community as we get back to a slow semblance of normality? Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very good question. To be honest, the government, from our perspective, have done everything that we could ask for. We can't ask for more from them. I think, you know, in a phenomenally difficult situation, they've tried to support as many people as possible. I know people have fallen through the net and I feel for them. But from our perspective, I don't think they can really do any more for us. Um, but obviously, there are sectors and trades that definitely you know, need help. But how that can be done isn't something that I'm really sort of that focused on. I'm, as I said earlier in this, I'm very much focused on what I can manage and what I can change and what I can deal with. What tip would you give to other businesses who are struggling at this time? Uh, the, the big ones, diversify, um, in, in, my, in my view. This is a time, and I've spoken to many businesses, this is a time when you've stopped. So this is a time that they can review their business. On Normally on a day-to-day situation, they're running at 100 miles an hour and they don't review anything. So now is a time when they can stop, review their suppliers, review the way they do, do things. Just because you've done something a certain way for 10 years doesn't mean to say it's the right way. And technology has probably moved on a lot and can make things change. And diversification, that's that's the massive one. You know, all businesses that are struggling have to have to diversify if they're going to survive. Um, you know, the obvious one that everybody can relate to are some pubs and restaurants are now doing takeaways. You know, whoever imagined a pub doing a takeaway? Well, quite. You know, and that's that, that's just, that's diversification, which is, is, is brilliant. And it's it's showing entrepreneurship and, um, and, and positive, trying to, you know, trying to deal with this situation positively rather than just shutting their doors and, 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 and crying in the corner saying it's all game over. Alan, thank you very much indeed for your time and good luck with the business. Thanks, Mark. You can contact Alan through the website ukpostbox.com. Surviving Lockdown. Surviving Lockdown is produced and presented by Mark Rise, a multi-award-winning voiceover artist and TV presenter for more than 30 years. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast or are interested in voiceover for your business video, e-learning or telephone system, simply email voiceover at markrise.com. Surviving Lockdown. <laughs>